Hey, I'm Gretchen Bridgers of the Always a Lessons Empowering Educators podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Get Inspired and Innovate. Today, we're going to talk about So You Think You Can Coach. Uh, Stephanie, I have coached on many different levels in the past. I've, I've coached like peewee football, middle school, high school football, middle school, high school bowling. Uh, I've coached at the college level in bowling and the professional level at bowling. Uh, but I have to say, coaching teachers has been completely different than anybody else I've ever coached before in my life. What What about you? What's your experience? Have you ever coached any other sports or just teachers or what? What's what are you seeing? I didn't know they had coaches for bowling. Yeah, I mean, I've been on ESPN. You didn't know this? You don't see the guy. You don't watch bowling, do you? So if no, you watch, I, if you, I really had no idea. That was yeah, coaching. I thought you just. I thought it was just kind of like a talent. Yeah, I mean, our buddy Kyle wants me to coach him up in bowling when he comes down. So, yeah, I've actually been on ESPN, standing behind the bowlers, telling them what bowling balls to throw and where to throw them and all that. So, but but again, back to the topic of today. So you're trying <laughs> to throw shade towards me. Uh, what when you're have you ever coached any other uh, sport, or you just coach teachers? Um, I coached cheerleading for a little bit for um, adults with special needs. You a cheerleading coach. Okay. I would would, Um, would not put that together. And it was kind of different because I mean, you work with more of the parents, you know, just trying to keep everybody happy, communicating that kind of stuff. And I mean, it's similar with teaching, but it is a little different. I don't think when I first started, people didn't realize they needed a coach. They're like, Oh, I'm good. Like, I don't need one. And I'm like, but some of the best athletes, have a coach, you know, like there's all these different people that have a coach. Even I didn't use my instructional coach when I was a teacher, um, just because I didn't know what they did. And so I think you have to make that clear in your communication with teachers. You've got to be present. Um, if that's emails, if that's tech while you tinkles, if that's being in the hallway, if that's just whatever you have to do, you've got to know, like they got to know that you're there for them and what you do. Because I think that's kind of the issue is they don't really know what you're there for. At least that was my issue when I was a teacher in the classroom. So, so you know what my job, I felt like, especially when I was working with professional athletes, my number one job with those guys were um, really being more of a sports psychologist. Uh, and, I, and I don't know if you feel like you have to do that sometimes with, with teachers and work with them. Uh, but, you know, when we got on the lanes and they were bowling, they obviously were talented enough to be there. But a lot of times it would just get in their head and you would have to talk them through the process and work through that. So relating that to teachers, do you feel like that we have to be that psychologist sometime, even when we're coaching and helping them out? Yeah. I mean, there's different times where we do have to be their kind of therapist. Um, It's really funny because I was talking to another coach. He's our math coach and um, he's just like a life coach, kind of like Dr. Ed, but he was just saying like, I thought I would be a math coach when I entered this position, but I'm not, I don't focus on math that much. I focus on life problems. I focus on teaching strategies and I focus on classroom management. And he's like, I thought I would be able to like help teachers teach math. And he's like, but that's not what they need. 
Um, so I just think it's interesting that different seasons, different people need different things. You know, and I, and I find it a lot of times that sometimes they get too close to the problem to see the solution to the problem. And I, and I don't know if you've, you've ever worked with that or not, but, you know, all they can see is, well, they're not getting it. They're not getting it. And they're not getting it. Okay, well, let's, let's take a step back for a second. Why are they not getting it? What's going on? How can we help them get there? Well, I don't know. They just can't, you know, they don't know their multiplication tables. Okay, well, how do we get around? They don't know their multiplication tables. What skills can we do? What can we help them with? What's some some games, you know, because I know Stephanie's all about game-based learning. What's some games we can throw them in so that that they're going to memorize their multiplication tables eventually or learn them? So uh, I feel like that a lot of times they just get too close to the problem and we have to kind of bring them back in somehow because teachers are, are all about helping kids and wanting them to be successful. But a lot of times, we can't, what's the old saying? You can't see the, the woods for the forest or the tree for the forest. I don't remember how it goes, but yeah, that's an old saying. You don't know that one either, huh? No, but I think we should bring today's guest on because if we don't, you know I can go on and talk about teachers and coaching for hours because that's for like hours one of my passions. It is, it is. So we have Miss uh, Teresa Engler with us today. She's coming to us from Southwest Pennsylvania. She is a K-12 instructional coach there. And uh, uh, McGuffey School District, there she serves four schools, and she was in the first group that was in the Google Coach or Certified Coaches Program with the Dynamic Learning Project. So, welcome to the show today. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, so what uh, you you kind of heard how we were talking about coaching things like that, uh, working with your your teachers in your school districts. Are you seeing similar things, or is it a little different? Yeah, so I was listening about being a cheerleading coach. I Two is a cheerleading coach, small children, and yes, you deal with parents a lot, um, but I feel like coaching at school is very similar to my coaching experience. I'm always cheering them on. I'm always supporting them and lifting them up because I advocate. I'm an, I believe in advocating for the teachers as their coach, so they know that I'm on their side. So, and I'm probably the, the one, but that doesn't know anything about this because I haven't been through the program, but the only Google certification that I don't have is the Google Certified Coaches Program. Uh, I didn't go through that. I didn't have the time to. Stephanie keeps me busy with two other pro- too many other projects. Uh, so, so tell me about your experience with that. What was it like? So I've been a coach for four, this is my fourth year. I trained in 2017 with the Dynamic Learning Project out at Mountain View. I was so fortunate. Gosh, what an experience. All of the the first 50 teachers selected across the country were from Pennsylvania, Alabama, South Carolina, Texas, and California. And our schools had to apply to be a part of that program through a grant. Our students are very low income, 50% or higher on um, free lunch. And so we qualified and they sent us out to train. I knew nothing about it. I had been in the classroom for many, many years with many, many degrees, but chose to be a teacher. And all of a sudden you're out of the classroom and it's like, what now? So they walked us through the steps and it took me three years to become a Google certified coach because the the dynamic learning project certified us as coaches after year one. And then after year two, we were pretty much no more coaching fellows. We were certified coaches. And then we morphed into the Google certified coaching program. Gotcha. So you've been in since the ground floor of it. Yes, sir. Uh, that's awesome. You got the fun experience of like going to Google because my experience with the Google coaches ex- experience has just been online. 
Okay. Yeah. So I actually got to go to Google in 2017 at Mountain View. Then I got to go again in 2018. And then I trained at Google Chicago in 2019. And so with COVID, they're not doing in-person training anymore, obviously, but Yes, I was very fortunate. I learned from the finest. And, you know, we learned a lot. You mentioned something about, I was taking some notes. You know, when, when you advocate for them, you, you truly have to be good listeners. You asked about the psychology. I, um, Lance, you were talking about Tennessee. I had a scholarship to Vanderbilt to be a psychiatrist. And yes, those psychiatric classes and, and that psychology training comes in handy because you have to be a really good listener and you have to listen and then paraphrase, and then ask questions, and then repeat what you think you're hearing, and then really get to know the people you're coaching before you can deep dive into the coaching process. And, and that's kind of where I mess up. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, because I listen, and then after I listen, I answer, because I want to have a solution, because I'm, and I do this with my wife, too, and I get in trouble all the time, and we've talked about this on the show. A lot of times, they just want you to listen and empathize. And me being a male, I'm a problem solver, so I'll listen. And, hey, how about you do this? Here's a solution to your problem. And, and that's backfired on me many times, I have to say. Well, I know that, um, you know, Jenny McGarry wrote her wonderful book about the edge of venture. Did you read that, Stephanie? I think you all had to read that book. And the gripe jam is huge in that book about, um, you know, write down your gripes. What are your complaints? And when you, when you go to coach, you have to get all that baggage out of the way. You have to, you know, how was your morning? How I do my morning rounds. I love to do my morning rounds. So I, I feel like I'm a little doctor, you know, I, I go around and I check on every single teacher, thumbs up, thumbs down. Some of my teachers don't want me coming into the room because of COVID, you know, we don't want to invade their space. So I, I give them the thumbs up, thumbs down. And I say, are you good? Aren't you good? What can I do for you today? Most of them are like, I'm good. I'm good. But then you get the one and they're like, help. And so you, you know, to go in and then you listen, I can't get the copy machine working. I can't, I had a flat tire on my way to work and my, my internet's not working. And then, then you can start, okay, let me help with these things. And then you can start having conversations. So what can I do for you today? To get all that out of the way, I guess. And I think teachers appreciate those rounds, you know, when you go in every single day or whenever you're in their building, How's it going? You know, I think they really do appreciate that because sometimes teachers don't want to send another email. <laughs> they're so sick of emails where if they're like, hey, you're right there. Or I have a question. A or I even have teachers that write down post-it note things that when they see me, they're like, I've got to let my post-it note right here. Um, and I just know that I need to check on those teachers when I'm in their building, no matter how busy I am, because there's probably a list waiting for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah don't you, don't you hate when, when you're need something and, and all you hear is well, submit a ticket. It's like, how unpersonable is that? Could you not just look, can you not take 30 seconds? Then if you can't figure it out that quick, okay, I'll submit a ticket or whatever. But I just hate that solution of I'll submit a ticket. I'll get to it eventually. I think when we prioritize them and give them our time, but that's, that, that's really helpful. And they, you know, it makes a connection, makes a connection. With them. Oh, that is key. What you just said. I don't mean to interrupt you, but making that connection. I think that doing those rounds every day. So I have certain teachers on cycle I have um, teachers who have signed up for coaching, but then I also have teachers who aren't too sure. I know Lance, you mentioned about, or maybe Stephanie did, what do you do? What exactly does a coach do? It's really fun to see 
when someone needs you and says, you know what, I might want to sign up for a cycle because you've done your rounds, you've made that connection, you've talked with them. Now they know why you're there and they know you're there to support them and to help them and to help them figure it out. So. And I think too, with the coaching program, it helped me know the right questions to ask teachers. Mm-hmm. Before I was just like, how are you? And they're always like, okay, good. And I was able to kind of go deeper. Like how are students um, doing with attendance right now? Like, I know that's hard. How is that going? And then they get real and honest with you. And then you're able to start with the problem solving right from the get-go rather than, oh, it's okay. <laughs> I agree a hundred percent. Those deep dive moments you have to take advantage of. And I, I sometimes start out with how's everything going? How many do you have in attendance today? I know today is a, an all remote day. And part of my rounds today is what's your attendance? How many participants do you have? And then they start, you're right. They start opening up and then you, they say to you, what can I do? And then you're like, well, let me try to help you with that. What's your topic? And do you mind meeting later? I know you have a meeting right now online with a hangout, but do you want to meet me later? And they're like, yes, thank you. And so then you can move forward once you know what their problem is. And we always ask, what is the focus area? What is your challenge? That's my biggest question. What challenges are you facing today? Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to go ahead and go to our next section, which is our meme and quote. So, um, Teresa, what is your meme or quote? So I believe I um, put up there, you always had the power, my dear, from um, the Wizard of Oz. I think that's the one that I, I sent to you about clicking your heels. You've always had the power. You just have to know how to use it. And so I, I think when you're a coach, you can really drive that home with teachers. You know what you're doing. Just go ahead and get there and let me help you get there. Yeah, I love that. Um, so mine is, it's got like two different coaches, one where they're winning the game and you're all excited. And then another where they kind of lose and you're just like, all right, we got to keep going. And you've got to celebrate those winning moments with teachers. And you've got to keep coaching when things get hard, like COVID, it got hard. And now look at all of our teachers using amazing technology. Lance? So I'm going to quote the great Lou Holtz here. I, I will say that uh, Lou has, uh, he, he was probably the first coach that I kind of looked up to as a kid. Stephanie, I hope you know who he is. He was probably the most well-known coach at Notre Dame for football. A uh, couple of things. One, he, uh, he actually just went through COVID and uh, come out on the other side, I think, doing okay. Uh, two, uh, uh, Lou has also been on um, – ESPN as sports commentator, highly looked up to. He says, I follow three rules. Do the right thing, do the best you can, and always show people that you care. And, and I think that if we if we hit those three things every day as we go into uh, the classrooms and helping teachers, things like that, we're going to be all right. I like that. It's like keep that it simple. Too. All right. So finally, what's something that you've learned this week that you can use in the classroom or others can use in the classroom? Uh, Teresa? Um, so I've recently, I don't know if you want anything specific, but um, I, what I've learned is we all have the right tools to use. We just have to get them organized and we have to just start applying them where they are best usable. So I think that we have a lot going on in our heads. So I try to tell my teachers, pick three, get really good at those three, and then maybe later add another one but don't try to use them all at one time. 
Yeah, I think that's really key, especially when you're working with teachers with the coaching cycle, it becomes more valuable. It's like, okay, there's so many tools in Pear Deck, but just focus on creating a Google slide this time. Next time we're going to add the Pear Deck extend, you know, just keep on building up on it. So I love that. Um, my share is the Global Educator Series. It's kind of by Global GEG and Google. And um, it's just helpful resource for whatever environment you're in. So if you are virtual, there's a video series for you. If you're hybrid, there's a video series for you. And then if you're in person, there's that video series for you. So depending on what setting you're in, there's some tips, tricks on how to get through this pandemic. Lance? All right, so I've got a product here by TechSmith, and if you're not familiar with the parent company, TechSmith, they've got uh, the programs Camtasia, Snagit, things like that, that that a lot of us have used. But this is called the Coach's Eye. Uh, I use it a lot when I when I'm coaching my players because you can you can draw on it, you can do angles and li uh, vectors, lines, circles, things like that. But it's also really good in the classroom to use uh, when you're doing like science projects and things like that because you can there's timers and things on there, slow motion, a lot of neat features that it has so i mainly use it for coaching but you can use it in the classroom also i'm looking at this right now i think you could use this in the classroom yeah it's a good right product here you did yeah. this like we, we should be watching some films yeah uh I've, I've used it for about six years now it's, it's a good yeah. product just yeah, real quick i i would like to share kindu it's k-i-n-d-u dot i-o kindu dot i-o is a wonderful new site just learned about it. I think it just came out in August. It's a great way to get your parents involved. You can actually make them authors of your page so that they can be contributors and add things. You can sign permission slips. It's pretty amazing and it's free to teachers. Huh. That looks really cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to Get Inspired and Innovate. Um, we look forward to talking to you guys next time. Teresa, how can people connect with you? Oh, so I'm on Twitter. My handle is at Mrs. Angler one. And um, my email is anglert at mcguffey.k12.pa.us. All right. We'll make sure to check out our website at getinspiredandinnovate.com. Thanks for listening.